Well, it's Monday. Another week is in front of us. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do in my life this week. I hope you are as well. I'm thankful for the opportunity to worship this past Sunday. Um, if you weren't in church Sunday, go to our website and watch the service from yesterday and uh, just spend some time with the Lord. Now, today we are in Micah chapter 6. This will be the last chapter we read in this uh, minor prophet. And then tomorrow we start in the New Testament book of 1st Timothy. But today, Micah chapter 6. And in uh, this chapter, Micah, like he did in chapter 1, uses some apocalyptic image of, uh, of a mountain. And, and, and here's what he does. It's like the mountain is described as a, as a court scene. The mountain is the court, the jury, the judge, etc. And God is bringing to the court, God is speaking to the mountain his accusation against his people and then ask the people to present to the court, to the mountain, their defense, their argument. That's the image you have in Micah chapter 6. Uh, and so starting in verse 1, he says, Hear now what the Lord is saying. Arise, plead your case before the mountains. Um, uh, God is saying to the people of Israel, their leaders and, and all their sin because of all their, stand up and tell to the court, tell to the mountains, what's your, make your case, plead your case, and let the hills hear your voice. Not literally talk to the mountains. This is apocalyptic literature. It's how Revelation is written. It's, it, but it's a beautiful, powerful image. And then God speaks and says, listen, you mountains, to the indictment of the Lord. God says, now it's my, my turn to explain to the court, to the mountains, to the court, to the jury, to the judge, my indictment against my people. Um, you and you enduring foundations of the earth because the Lord has a case against his people, even with Israel, he will dispute. And he goes on, starting at verse three for the next several verses, to, to remind the court and remind the people of Israel of all that he had done for them, that he was the one who rescued them from slavery in Egypt, brought them to the promised land, protected them along the way, and, turn, and made them into a nation. And yet they sinned against him. Now, what was their sin? Well, look in chapter 6, verse 11. Can I justify wicked scales and a bag of deceptive weights? Or think of it in their day when you, when you were trading, you would you would uh, uh, weigh out so much of uh, of silver or gold or something else for something you were buying, okay? And 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 you had you wanted they wanted X amount of gold or X amount of silver or whatever. You put it on the scales and you would weigh it, and there'd be the balance. And what they would do is have a have a uh, a deceitful counter, counterweight over here. And so they were stealing from people. What he's talking about in our day and age would be the same as, as, as dishonest business practices, cooking the books, uh, overcharging, cheating people, unethical, deceitful business practices were very common uh, during these, 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 these years. Look at verse 12. He said, for the rich men of the city are full of violence. Her residents speak lies and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth. They uh, lacked integrity and ethics. And, you know, we, we, 
we love freedom in America. We, we have been blessed by our economic system and, uh, and all of that. But, but you, you do understand, don't you, that capitalism without ethics, without values, without integrity is evil. Our founding fathers knew that if there was not ethics and integrity, and they lacked it at times themselves, but that without it, democracy could not thrive. And, and our nation today desperately needs an infusion of values and ethics and integrity and morality in business, in, in the judicial system. Uh, without that, we will collapse. Without that, we will suffer the judgment of God. Look at verse 16. Verse 16. He said the statutes... The, the commandments of Omri and the works of the house of Ahab are observed and their devices you walk. In other words, you all are sinning just like you are following the evil practices of these evil kings of the north who, who were kings 100 years before you. You've continued in that evil tradition. Therefore, in the middle of verse 16, because of that, I will give you up. God says to his people, I will give you up for destruction and your inhabitants for derision and you will bear the reproach of my, my people. I mean, they God gave them over to the Assyrians in the north in 722, to the Babylonians in the south in 587, and other nations made fun of them. And God said, I, I'm giving you up. And that's going to happen because of your sin. All these sins of idolatry and false religion, turning their back on God, a lack of ethics and integrity and values when it came to society and to, and to business practices, their dishonest approach to business where the rich get richer and the poor get poor and the powerful take advantage of everybody they can. Corruption. And God says it will not stand forever for I will judge any nation, any nation, it goes down that path. What does God want from me, from you, from us? Well, in verse 7, God says, I don't take delight in a thousand rams, 10,000 rivers of oil. All, all the sacrifices you're making, you're, you're sinning this way, you're living this way, but you want to come to the temple, you want to come to the places of worship, make all these sacrifices. You think that is pleasing to me? You live like this, but you do that? Uh, uh, no, no, no. God says what I want is verse eight. He has told you, old man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. To love justice. Do justice. Do just Practice it. God cares about how honest, how much integrity we have in our courts, in our law enforcement, in our government, in our institutions, how the rich and the powerful, the connected, treat, care for, are just, fair, honest, righteous, versus taking advantage of the poor and the weak and those who have no connections. 
God's always paying attention to that. The prophets make this crystal clear. And I know in our divided culture, if you use the word justice, you're accused of this, or if you use another word, you're accused of that. I'm just telling you that the prophets make it clear God cares about the way leaders and the powerful and the connected and the rich take advantage of, abuse, lie, steal, beat down. God cares about how we treat those who don't have what we have. And a wise person, a wise people, a wise nation cares about those things too. I cannot read the prophets of God without realizing that God looks down at arrogance, pride, and a culture that says it's about me and what I can get and <laughs> I'll do what it takes. That society will, 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 will eventually feel the hand of God's judgment. And uh, that's the word for today. <laughs>